We are currently in a hotel lobby in Sydney. We're in a little, not even a room, we're in a, a little area that's open to the public. So if people come and sit down near us to have a coffee or whatever, um, that could get awkward. But I'm joined by Joel of the Amity Affliction. Thank you for coming. Of course. Welcome to your hotel. Thank you. Uh, to be blunt about this, you've literally got to the hotel, what, all of four and a half minutes ago? Uh, yeah, and then uh, someone fucked up the booking, so... <laughs> you came over and you were like, we'll just do it here, and I was like... <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You have the shows kicking off uh, Thursday night in Sydney. I think this is going to be released on a Wednesday morning. So let's say tomorrow okay. night in Sydney, yeah. then to Brisbane uh, and then Melbourne. Yes. With some very big names, Under Oath, Cross Faith, Pagan. How are you guys feeling ahead of these shows? Just, it, it all feels the same these days. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, playing is still, well, I mean unsurprisingly playing is the best part of being in the band mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's like i don't know it's fun did you realize this that with Amity affliction you guys have had four straight australian number one albums mm-hmm. if you were to get a fifth you would join only silver chair powder finger and hilltop hoods as the only australian band to get five straight number ones yep no pressure is that something you guys have know about do you give a shit uh, it has been brought up in the past, but I always forget how many, <laughs> how many it is or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Um, it's, it, okay. So two things, it doesn't mean that much to me, but it's still like a, something that I'm very appreciative of because we don't do it. You know what I mean? It's like people that buy the album or stream the album or whatever that give us that kind of accolade. So it, it's very cool, but it's also... It's like not something that drives me personally. Yeah. Because I remember a couple of years ago, there was, with the, there was a little spat with the Aries, obviously with their best <laughs> rock and metal category, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does it kind of surprise you that the metal... Do you, like, do you think the metal scene is kind of underappreciated in Australia? Especially when you know, we're talking about Amity Affliction with company like Silverchair and Powderfinger. Yeah. That itself is a pretty great accomplishment. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> The spat with the Arias is not... It's just like... The whole fucking thing is just one big circle jerk, you mm. know? So, it it wasn't... We were having fun, but everyone <laughs> was like, oh, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Even yeah. the fucking singer of King Parrot, like, a metal band came out to speak in favour of an industry event, which was really bizarre mm. to me, um, with, like, black metal being very underground uh yeah i don't know i don't fucking care about the area you know it's like a whole bunch of managers get together and they pull their votes and yeah they all help each other out it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything you know and that's why i said that if we got one i would piss on it and throw it in the bin <laughs> and you stand by that i do stand by it i mean i would maybe i would post it to my dad or something it's just it's not something that i would keep yeah. In my house, I don't, I don't care about it. Yeah. But I don't actually keep anything in my house. So, with the, I mean, with the international success Amity Affliction have had, when you come back to Australia, does it surprise you, or do you stop to think that whether the this scene is as appreciated as it as it maybe should be? Well, I mean, look at you got Unify gathering that's mm-hmm. crushing it. So I think, um, I don't know, man. It 
you know, other countries like America has 300 million people in it. So there's a lot, a lot more people to drive a niche market. So it's still only a niche market in America for our kind of music, but yeah. it's, it's like you can be as big as a day to remember and play to like 10,000 people a night mm. and still no one's heard of you. And there are rappers over there that are playing to like 5,000 a night you've never heard of. It's just like everything in America is bigger. Europe is obviously much more densely populated than Australia. So I think it's growing everywhere. It's growing in Australia. I think there was like a little dip there for a while with, with Australian heavy music. But um, from everything I've been hearing in the last sort of 18 months, it's pretty healthy over here i feel is it drastically different to when you guys were coming up especially in australia um no it's still hard i i feel like australian bands have to work a lot harder than than in other countries just because we're so small and yeah. so it's like i guess you feel like you can only tour a certain amount of times a year but we did i think in 2015 or no, sorry, 15, 2006 <laughs> or 2007, we spent like nine months touring Australia. Right. Which is ridiculous. But we went to like literally anywhere you could think of. So, I, you know, I don't think it's changed in that regard. You, mm. I mean, you, you can really only, if you extend your range as a band, you can still really only afford to go as far north as the sunshine coast before you start losing money if you're not from brisbane yeah and then it's like sunshine coast to brisbane is too close so you can't play brisbane and then if you play brisbane you don't bother playing the gold coast or the sunshine coast yeah so i don't know man australia's hard it's small um it's music it's yeah. pretty vicious because uh, maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's just a, a sign that we can do it well. But like Amity Affliction, Parkway Drive, even Northlane now, yeah. they are breaking those international markets, and, and you guys are leading the way, especially in Australia. Yeah, well, look, without um, Day of Contempt, you have no I Killed the Prom Queen, then you have no Parkway Drive, mm. then you have no Amity, then you have no. North Lane or In Hearts Wake or, mm. or any of these bands, Polaris, that's starting to go over and gain traction, you know. So it's you can trace it back quite easily um, to the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but, you know, with, with Parkway, I feel like they've really uh, driven, driven home that Australia has good music, you know, we're, we're super removed from everyone, so it's easy to be forgotten, but um, we exist, the, you know, we're basically little baby America down here. <laughs> so <laughs> It's really cool, the camaraderie that, that is there as well, I and mean, you guys are obviously hosting across these next couple of shows some massive names. Correct me if I'm wrong, then you're going to Japan where you'll support CrossFaith. Yeah. Returning the favor. Yeah. And then in October, you're going out with Sum 41. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. Guys. Yeah. How that's, excited. It's really crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like pinch yourself shit, you know. Like some people like Sum 41. Like that's pretty weird to me. Mm. It's like I remember seeing them on TV all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if you if you just it's stupid to have an ego. So... I, you know, 
we go and support people who are bigger than us. It makes sense. It's fun. Return the favor. Yeah. Well, I, that's really what the CrossFaith thing is. Um, but we met them on Warped 15, I think. And we just got along with them like a house on fire. So it just we've been trying to tour with them ever since, but it just hasn't lined up. So... Do you still get those kind of pinch me moments? I know I read an article with Aaron and he was saying that, you know, your your dream in the beginning was to support these bands that, that you love, like Atreyu or AFI, and you, now you're headlining your own shows in Australia and abroad. Are there, yeah, it's are, mental. Yeah. It doesn't stop. I mean, I've, I've said this for years. since I think since Youngbloods came out, I've been saying... We've, we've had goals and our goals are, are like what we think are lofty and then we hit them and we're like, oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, of course, it's crazy. And we're going to be playing with Atreyu in Japan and that band is the reason why our band exists. And that's just shit you don't... Like, in Japan, of all places. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, of course, it's... And playing over under us is... Like, that's wild. Um can you ever fanboy out backstage? Like, can you have those moments where you say to a trailer, nah, hey, we love I'm, you so much, or you just have to be like, what up? Nah, I'm, I'm pretty insular and don't really talk to people that much anyway. I mean, I speak to Spencer here and there when we see each other, but I would, I would never be like, hey man. Yeah, <laughs> sign my things. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not that guy, you know. Some people are uh, about that and I understand it, but... Um, I, th- I actually posted something about this recently, how the the magic of the of the live show is sort of lost for me. I don't have it anymore. I don't, like, I don't... As in, as a fan or as a performer? As a, as a fan. Like, I, I can't go to a show and be, like, transported to some other realm, you know? I'm, like, watching, thinking, oh, fuck, the lights are pretty good. Like, <laughs> the sound in here is trash. I'm like, I'm like, wow, how much did that cost? For the <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't, I can't see the magic and I'm just like, oh yeah, he's tired. Oh wow, they're having a great night. Um, and I was hanging with a friend and they were just like, oh, I went to see this show and it just changed my life. And I was just like, yeah, for real. And I just like, the that magic part for me is not, the live show so much anymore as a as a listener it's like all these weird milestones that i'm ticking off like so now are you like as opposed to seeing a show and that blowing your mind you might come off stage and think holy fuck did we just do that yeah for sure yeah. and it's also like things like playing with under earth you know it's like anything like that to me is a, it's a pretty big deal it's mm. still a big deal you know I, I don't i don't have any um I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but I'm not. I'm not like attached to the idea of our success, if that makes sense. So, is that just a polite way of saying you're not an egotistical jerk? I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm. I can be a jerk for sure. I don't. The ego is there. I think the ego is what drives a lot of successful people, and that's some, That's just part and parcel. You know, it's like, no, we wrote this. We like it. It's good. Yep. Let's go. But yep. um, I just. I don't know. I'm very appreciative of where we are and I, I still am just like, fuck, man. Like, a lot mm. of the time. <laughs> every band evolves and changes their sound. Every every time I listen to Amity, you guys seem to progress in just the right way and that you know this is Amity. <laughs> Do we? Because I think maybe the last album... <laughs> Which album? <laughs> Misery. I don't know. I love it, but it just seems like... Uh, it, it was a dividing 
a divisive album. I well, well I, I guess I guess where I'm, where I'm going with this is like it wasn't a crazy, you know, bring into horizon kind of switch where you guys no. just launched into like you brought dance into it or electro or whatever. Yeah, I'm the glad pre- we didn't. <laughs> things would have been very bad, I feel. I get I have a feeling you have feelings about misery. I love it, but it just I think Look, if you say something horrible, I can edit this out. No, no, no. <laughs> it's so I was just saying this the other day to our manager. I was like, with the response to the new song, I feel like people were asking us to change when we did This Could Be Heartbreak. And we are like, okay. Well, change as in keep doing this or cut that shit out? Like change. Like they wanted change in the music. They were mm. like, oh, you know. And we said when we were recording Misery, we were like, I bet you the same fucking people that are like, this sounds the same are going to be like oh my god this is ridiculous they've changed too much and it's exactly what happened and I was just saying to my manager like yesterday or the day before um, after finding out how well the new song has gone I was like I said isn't this crazy I was like this happens to bands all the time where they'll record what they believe to be their best most authentic work Mm -hmm. And some people just are not about it. Mm. <laughs> and, you know... I, and but they're the same fuckwits who say, oh, you've changed too much. They're the same ones who, when you do a new album, they'll say, well, that doesn't sound like the last one. Of course, yeah, yeah. I, you know, there's always detractors. And the, I guess the worst thing in this day and age is the access these people have to get to you on a very personal level. <laughs> and I've already got my issues going on in my own head. And so when I start reading these people coming at me about something, I'm just like like deeply emotionally <laughs> moved in a very negative way. And I'm just like, and then I'm like, fuck you. And then people are like, oh, he's an asshole. And I'm like, yeah, true. But <laughs> the key is don't read Twitter. But you're very active on Twitter. You're like Ben Shapiro level of active on Twitter. Yeah, but he's a piece of I didn't shit. Mean, I didn't mean you're like Ben Shapiro. I yeah. said you, you tweet a lot is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I read a lot. So I'm reading, yeah. I'm reading all day, you know. And so I just, it's, you know, I, I got friends on there. I follow all these journalists on there. It's just like, so when people get at me on Twitter, I'm 100% there and reading it. <laughs> and so it's just like... <laughs> Oh, you just said that? Like, but isn't that kind of good that you you have a voice? I mean, like, if we're thinking about, I think, was it last year with the whole, there was a guy in a crowd in the US, yeah, Trump Donald show. Trump show, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you said, we don't appreciate that. Yeah, which got completely flipped, um, as, as happens with right-wing people. Mm. They like to flip everything. You fucking uh, stopped the show, and I was like, nah. It was after the last. Yeah, if you watch the footage, the yeah, it wasn't like you said, "Turn the fucking music off, bring the nah, lights up." No, yeah. no. So, yeah, that was depressing. That whole thing, but um, yeah, I like you know when I I did our first interview for um, Young Bloods, I said, I I always I've always believed that once you're given a voice or given a platform, that you used to need your voice in a positive manner, mm. and I've tried to do that and people will be like well you abuse so and so and I'm like yeah but I mean maybe it's because of what they were saying <laughs> gotta have a dialogue yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. okay well I've gotta prod you again on All My Friends Are Dead yes was this just a song that was ready to come out can you tell us are we building towards anything here 
<laughs> an EP, an album. An EP? We'll never do an EP. We did two of them and that's done. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Three if you include the first ever Amity CD, but I wasn't on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, no EPs for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, I mean... Because this is the start of a pretty extensive run, isn't it? It is. So as far as getting in the studio, I imagine that's a, a bit of a task. <laughs> yeah. In, in what manner? I hate going to the studio. I hate the studio. Just do you hate the recording experience? I hate it. Yeah. It's stressful. Yeah. It's yeah. dark. It is. It's <laughs> really stressful. I've never... I can't remember a good experience. Like an overall good experience. I can't think of one. Is that because you're kind of in the writing zone or is that just because the actual recording environment is just kind of daunting? and? It's terrifying. I mean, 2000, when we did Youngbloods, I hadn't been on tour in like four months or something, so I couldn't sing properly, which is evident. And then um, Chasing Ghosts, I was like <laughs> doing a lot of coke and drinking a lot of Jameson. That was like kind of fun actually until it wasn't. I'm sure there are parts of that that are fun. I was actually in a pretty good place (laughs) recording Chasing Ghosts and I wrecked it with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, Let the Ocean Take Me. Again, I was was sober. That wasn't too bad. This could be heartbreak. I was a... That was very bad. Very, very negative. I feel like now we're working on each album as were you sober, were you drinking, were you on drugs? Well, I was doing drugs during Let the Ocean Take Me, but I wasn't drinking. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that counts. But um, <laughs> And then Misery, my, one of my good friends had, uh, had just killed himself. So that was a horrendous experience. Um, and then, you know, who knows what the next one's going to bring. I know that recording the new song was pretty fun actually yeah this one yeah because i was like fuck you <laughs> listen to this it, it felt that way when you listened to it yeah are there have you got a couple more lined up or was this again just a song that was ready now so you thought let's go just seeing what happens i guess just take it take it bit by bit yeah who knows maybe i can't tell you <laughs> maybe you don't want to tell I, me maybe i don't know maybe yeah. i don't want to tell you yeah who knows yeah can you tell us what's in store in 2020? I mean, after I think you guys, you have Australia, you have Japan, you have the UK, sorry, US, then the UK in early 2020. Yep. Do you plan on taking some time off? No. Not at all? No. Do you want to take time off? Mm, not really. No, not really. We had, a, we had a good amount of time off at the start of this year, like five months, four months, four and a half months. Yeah. It's a catch-22. You get home, you're like, yes, I want to stay here forever and never go on tour again. And then about four or five weeks later, you're like, okay, (laughs) I want to go on tour again. And then you get on tour and after two weeks, you're like, fuck this, I just want to go home. (laughs) So it's a a vicious cycle. um, Do you like play like video games at home or something? At home? What's like your main hobby at home? (sighs) Surfing and painting. Okay. Yeah. Video games, I... Don't touch it, huh? Don't get it. I've got a tennis game on my phone right now that's infuriating. Stick tennis? Nah, some other one. Champion tennis or something. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, like a Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> old Nintendo. Yeah. Because are you guys always based in Australia? I mean, obviously, when you're not touring, you will I'm still in Australia. live here. Yeah. Dan is in Australia. So I'm on the Sunshine Coast. Dan lives in Torquay. Aaron just moved to Toronto. Yeah. Joe lives in Nashville. 
Right. So we're nowhere near each other. Do you all stay in contact regularly? Yes. Email. Email and, and, and WhatsApp? And, no, we've all got iPhones, so it's all, all on group chat. Do you have any interest in moving to the States? Uh, I've got children and I'd like them to not die in a school shooting. So, sure. So probably not. Yeah, that's no. fair. I mean, you know, mm, I probably would, to be honest. Um, but only because I fucking love US politics. and I can tell. And I could just watch it and read about it all day. So, Like I already do, but like... What's your go-to channel to watch that? Uh, Democracy Now!, yeah, I wouldn't fuck with cable. <laughs> cable news is disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty heavy, isn't it? CNN, I mean, CNN's just like Fox News. I even saw on Fox News today, there was like a clip of an anchor talking and Trump was almost speed walking and it was yeah, obvious. they sped it up. They sped it up. Yeah, it's genius, isn't it? But, but is it genius? Because yeah. it's fucking well, obvious. It's just so dumb. It's, it's so dumb. Yeah. Joel, I'm going to let you go, man, because I imagine you want to go to your actual apartment right. and relax yeah, a little bit. I wouldn't mind having a shower, but um, thanks for having me. <laughs> the Amity Affliction kick off their tour at Sydney Horton Pavilion on Thursday night before moving on to the River Stage in Brisbane this Saturday and then finally in Melbourne on Monday night. Joel, thanks again, man. No problem. Thanks for making this a first for me. No worries. And apologize to everyone around. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Later, man. That's our show. Thank you again for listening to this episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of The Green Room on the Handshake Media Network, check it out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe and review. We'll see you all next week.